It is a Wednesday. This is Wednesdays with Walton as we visit with Brian Walton of thecardinalnation.com. And Brian, an expert on the minor league system of the Cardinals, but also covers Major League Baseball as well. The draft has come and gone, so we're going to get into that. As always, this is brought to you by our good friends at Blue Tail Medical Group. The doctors, Bays, Crane, and Wolf can help you stay in the game because they are an alternative to surgery. Doctors, Bays, Crane, and Wolf at Blue Tail Medical Group. So if you have an issue with a shoulder, a knee, whatever the case may be, before you have surgery, great alternative, your body's ability to heal itself, bluetailmedicalgroup.com. Hey, Brian, good morning to you. How are things going? Great, Dan. It's kind of the morning after. It's an exciting time for those of us who follow the minor leagues with the three days of the draft, which uh, completed late yesterday afternoon. What was it like? Uh, kind of a different feel to it, D- this happening during the All-Star break. What did you think? I think the timing makes a lot of sense. Um, we've seen the Cardinals historically uh, draft a fair number of college players, and the general concern is when a player pitches uh, 100, a pitcher pitches 100 innings, like first rounder Michael McGreevy did in the college season uh, or a hitter, you know, may get several hundred plate appearances. The Cardinals don't want to rush these guys their first season, first partial season as a professional. So they typically start them slow anyway. So the idea of moving the draft back a month before it was occurring right in the middle of the college world series. So a number of the nation's best players, their attention was sort of divided as they were in Omaha or working toward getting to Omaha. And so this way, um, the draft occurs in July. It gets some more attention as part of All-Star Weekend, which I think is a good thing because baseball, the baseball draft has been sort of, you know, uh, uh, something that hasn't been well covered in the past. Uh, but also the, player, the organizations now have until August 1 to get these players signed. Or if some of them decide they want to go back to school instead, then they have time to get organized uh, to do that for the fall term. What did you think of the Cardinals draft? Well, it pretty much went like I thought it would if the Cardinals drafted toward need. And, you know, anytime you ask, you know, I love the people who work on mock drafts and they really try hard to understand what teams are going to do. But when you get down to the 18th player overall, there's 17 picks that are made before you. And that has a great impact on, on what you do. So, you know, I don't spend a lot of time chasing down who I think the Cardinals might draft, but you look and they took Michael McGreevy, a six, five, right-handed college pitcher from a major program. And, you know, I don't think it's been any clue to anybody, any news to anybody who's followed the minor league system. The Cardinals pitching across the minors this year uh, has sprung a major league. And so, you know, it's not surprising that as the Cardinals went through day two of the draft, they leaned heavily toward uh, pitching and specifically college pitching. Uh, overall, 18 of their 21 picks are from college and 12 of the 21 are pitchers. So, you know, the Cardinals also though, in their second pick uh, took the high upside young high school player, a guy that just turned uh, 18, Joshua Baez from the state of Massachusetts. And that sort of felt in a way, a little bit like a Nick Plummer pick was a few years ago. You know, you've got a kid from a, who's, you know, excelled well, but in a, in a cold weather state uh, who is, you know, excellent raw material, but, you know, is going to need some development time. Yeah. But overall, uh, but overall, I think the Cardinals did a great job. When you look at, uh, and I know you you follow all the different publications that look at uh, drafts and, and the minor leagues, um, did they get a grade on this? Or what, what were people thinking about just how good uh, the draft was for the Cardinals? I don't think the Cardinals made any, you know, wild, wacky picks. It was a fairly 
straightforward conservative draft. Again, they went, you know, college pitchers in rounds three, four, five, uh, six, seven, nine. So, you know, it, again, this is about building depth in the system. The Cardinals picked guys uh, with some growth potential. Uh, everybody's big, 6'3", six, 6'4", six, you know, those types of 6'6". Six, six. So good physical specimens and guys that, you know, it'll be interesting, really interesting to see where they place these guys in the system. And again, this year, you know, maybe they won't be too aggressive on, on a number of them. But, you know, next year, you know, I would think that, uh, you know, we could see some aggressive placements and a lot of opportunity for these guys to, to move forward. In terms of last year's draft, you had some interesting information coming out of Baseball America. What did that have to say? Yeah, you know, it, I tend to have my head down on the Cardinal system. And so when you see uh, uh, Alec Burleson, who was the supplemental second rounder, the outfielder, get promoted to double A, I knew he was the first uh, player from the Cardinals draft last year to reach double A. But Baseball America reports that Burleson is the first position player drafted beyond the first round to reach double A. And so that tells you, you know, something that the Cardinals, you know, made a, an advanced pick in the uh, East, former East Carolina outfielder who is now uh, playing well at Springfield. I, I believe, he, if I remember correctly, he had a grand slam last night. Um, the other one that Baseball America called out is, an, is a guy that we've talked a lot about, the first rounder last year, third baseman Jordan Walker. And Walker was the first high school player from any organization from last year's draft to reach high A. And uh, I think folks may remember that Jordan Walker started the season and his career at low A uh, Palm Beach and just tore up uh, whatever they call what used to be the Florida State League and then was given a promotion to uh, high A Peoria. And he's still getting his feet on the ground there. But we're talking about a young man who just turned um, 19 years old a few weeks ago. So, you know, this is a the, the last year's draft for the Cardinals looks good. Oh, oh, there was another guy from last year's draft I wanted to mention, and that's uh, shortstop Mason Wynn. And I know a number of folks are, you know, wanting to see when Mason Wynn is going to pitch. We don't know when that's going to be. He's been asked by the Cardinals to focus on being a shortstop. And Wynn got off to a really, really slow start, you know, something like two for his first 30 or something like that uh, at Palm Beach. But since late May, over the last uh, seven or eight weeks, uh, he's batting 331 uh uh, 413 on base, 502 slugging, 26 run, runs driven in in 37 games from the leadoff spot. So long-winded way of saying shortstop Mason Wynn is doing a really nice job at Palm Beach as well. And, you know, it might not be too much longer before we see him follow Jordan Walker or the Cardinals could take another approach, which is to maybe let him start to pitch a little bit at low A. And it's just a question of whether they're going to, you know, how, how they're going to, continue to build him as a, as a potential two-way player. We saw the uh, Futures game at the All-Star game in Denver. A couple of Cardinals were involved in that. We had Matthew Liberator and Nolan Gorman, and, and those two fared pretty well. Yeah, it was great to see uh, Matthew Liberator get the nod to start the game. I think that for the, uh, for the National League team, I think that was a big honor for him. And, you know, uh, a recollection, a view of how he's considered across baseball as, you know, a legitimate top 100 prospect in the game. We've talked about Libertor a lot this year. He's not going to be going to the Olympic Games, uh, but he did have the opportunity to participate and, and excel in the in the trials. So um, the qualifying round. So you know, Libertor it looks like is going to be focused on pitching in Springfield in uh, Memphis. Excuse me. You know, pitching every fifth day as a starter. 
continuing to build up and, you know, potentially be in a position where he could help St. Louis later in the year. Uh, we also, of course, have Jake Woodford down at AAA, and he is back to starting now that he's moved down from St. Louis. So, you know, it could be that Woodford would be a short-term solution. I don't think they'll go to Libertor this quickly, um, but we'll just have to watch. Uh, the other left-hander that was pushed to Memphis, Zach Thompson, uh, continues to have a rough time at AAA, and, uh, you know, he'll need more time to get his feet on the ground there, or, uh, you know, there's always a potential that he could move back down to AA. And I'm not pre-announcing anything. I'm just saying, you know, his, he's definitely, Zach Thompson's definitely struggled at, at the, the AAA level. No question. Uh, the Dominican Summer League, that is fired up. So that's good to see all the leagues now are, are back and going. Yeah, the Dominican Summer League, there was a lot of question about when and if they were going to play this year. Um, they did not last year, as all the minor leagues did. They decided to start later. They typically start right around Memorial Day. Well, this year they didn't start till July 12th. And this is where the Cardinals have their academy in the Dominican Republic. They have about 70 players. Uh, on two different teams that compete in two different divisions. And the way that it's set up in the Dominican Summer League, these young players uh, basically play one game at home and then the next game on the road. So the two of them are, are never uh, at home at the same time. Uh, but the idea, these are the youngest players, the 16, 17, 18-year-olds who are international signees. And they're all competing, of course, for a chance to come to the U.S. and play in the uh, Florida Complex League which, you know, there's going to be a lot of pressure on those roster spots uh, down in the Florida Complex League for the youngest players. As I said, we're, you know, we've got to watch and see how many of these 21 players were drafted, uh, will sign quickly, and will get into game action. And the Cardinals have also um, started to sign some non-drafted free agents, uh, players that they couldn't get in their 20 rounds, round uh, or 21 player selections in the draft. And they've added a player from Washington University, a right-handed pitcher, Ryan Lautos, as well as a, a catcher from SEMO. So, uh, you know, we'll see other names of people who, you know, were good players, but because the draft was cut down from its traditional 40 down to 20, you know, didn't get called uh, the last three days, but still could help the system. And then finally, uh, Brian, I'm sure you have a complete, well, I know you do because I was on it, but at thecardinalnation.com, uh, as we wrap it up, just a, a complete comprehensive breakdown of what's happening with the uh, the St. Louis Cardinals draft and uh, also what's happening at the minor leagues. What are you working on? Yeah, Dan, I, we spent a lot of time um, and we're really proud of our draft coverage. Uh, there were multiple of us working in parallel as the names were announced to get up uh, bio information, photos, videos, uh, detailed scouting reports. So anybody who wants to learn about any of these 21 players or see what they look like in action can come to the Cardinal Nation. And that's all free. Made that all free because we want people to understand, you know, what it is we have to offer and the kind of detail and the kind of information that you can get as a subscriber uh, if you decide to join. Um, what's coming up, uh, we'll be doing some more detail on the Dominican Summer League and some of the young players there. But also, I'm working with Matt Thompson of Prospects Live, who joined me in our prospect ranking uh, over the winter. Uh, Matt and I are going to go through a re-ranking of the prospects now that the Cardinals, um, the Cardinals have this draft class to basically redo the top 50 to say, okay, where does McGreevy, where does Baez, where do Holgate, where do these young players you know, fit in the Cardinal Nation top 50 prospect list? Yeah, it's phenomenal what you do. TheCardinalNation.com, TheCardinalNation.com. And as always, we're brought to you by Blue Tail Medical Group. Great stuff, Brian, as always. We'll catch up next Wednesday. Thank you. Take care, Dan.